0: Welcome to Relevant, where we are revealing the relevant and revolutionary word of God. I'm your host, Mia and this is your five minutes of fire. Hey, we've been going through our series on Ishmael versus Isaac. And I want to talk about uh, verse 24, because we're coming out of Galatians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse, all the way to the 31st verse. I want to highlight... Um, Uh, and spend some time in the 24th verse specifically because it says which things are an allegory now it's talking about the fact that um, Ishmael was born of the bond woman who was born after the flesh and Isaac um, who was born after the promise unto um, the free woman um, which would be Sarah Um, but it says for these are the two covenants. The one from the Mount Sinai, which gendered to bondage, which is a God. What does it say? When you talk about an allegory, you're talking about <clears throat> something that is representing something else. And here, it's a hidden message. It's an example of something else. And the example is the the difference between those that are servants of God and those that are sons of God, those who are of the flesh versus those that are of the spirit, those that are bound and those that are free. And so those are the two covenants that it's talking about are those under the old covenant versus those under Beneath. So let's spend some time, shall we, talking about the two covenants. What are covenants? Covenants are agreements between two or more parties, an alliance or a pledge. And so when we're looking at these two covenants, God gave two covenants, not to be mistaken with the Abrahamic covenant of, oh, I'm going to make you a great nation, and, you know, your seed is going to be blessed. Um long as they're circumcised, but that's not the covenant we're talking about. What we're talking about is the Mosaic covenant, the covenant between God and Israel that was given by Moses, which we know as the Ten Commandments, and then the ordinance by which they were to atone for their sins annually, versus the new covenant that comes in Christ, where in Christ does the atoning as the final and last sacrifice fulfilling the requirements of the law and we go to only two commandments, from ten to two. And so let's take a little bit and kind of contrast those two so that we can have a better understanding of what this allegory to Ishmael and Isaac represents. So first and foremost <clears throat> Let's discuss the fact that um, the Mosaic Covenant was given, and the Bible talks about it being given for a time. It's a schoolmaster, but it was not an, a covenant that would continue forever. It was a covenant that just stayed in place for that specific time period. It's a precursor to a better covenant that was to come. And so, what was that covenant? Exodus thirty four twenty seven 27 said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. Israel, so basically he is basically um, telling them that there are, there's a covenant that he's made with um, the children. The words they Moses was given, is what um, we see in Exodus 20, when it says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God, visiting the in iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, he takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work seventh day of the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, and that thou, thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy main, man servant, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, stranger than it were every day. For in the six days the Lord hath made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that was in them. And <clears throat> the rest the seventh day, wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet the neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. So God gave these Ten Commandments so that people would know how to walk before the Lord. And then he gave, a certain order when they did not keep these commandments because we know that they did not keep the commandments. So, annually, they'd have a day which God would allow for them to atone for the sins they had committed when they broke his commandments. And so, the Bible talks about first covenant had all the ordinances of divine service and the worldly sanctuary. This is out of Romans 9. Where there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlestick, table, and showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second bell, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had a golden censer, and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was put the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. Let me stop there. So, I want to give you a picture of what he's talking about. So, you know, we had the outer courts, the inner courts, and the Holy of Holies. Okay. He's telling you that there was uh, a worldly sanctuary set up, okay, wherein the high priest would have to do what uh, was ordained of God in order to atone for himself and the people. And so, the sanctuary that was built, this temple, had uh, in the court and the holiest of holies were two tabernacles. The first one had the candlestick and the table and showbread. That was called the sanctuary. After the second veil was the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Now this is where we had the golden center, the ark of the covenant that was overlaid with gold, um, the pot with the manna, and the Aaron's rod that it, but it and the tables of the covenant. So you had all of this in the holies of holiness. okay? Over the Ark of the Covenant, you had the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which, um, you know, we have a lot of um, imagery of that, where the mercy seat was on top of the Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> now, the high priest, who had to be from the lineage of Aaron, then have to um, go alone into this holiest of holies <clears throat> with blood um, he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people if it was received he would die because in order to go to a holy god you must be holy that requirement never changes the bible says be holy for i am holy so god only has um, space of holiness in his presence. And thanks be to God that we have a new covenant through the blood of Jesus that allows us access. We'll get to that in a minute. So into the second, um the, the holiest of holies, the high priest would go once a year and he would go um, into there to offer the sacrifices um, for himself and the people. But we you know that that old covenant and what the high priest would do was not enough because even though they're like, this is the order, this is what happens, it did not clear their conscience. So there was not a change within them to desire to do right, to keep the covenant, to keep the commandments of God. It wasn't until the second covenant. Um, <clears throat> so there, that's when Jesus came. He was a high priest of better things to come, which was a greater, far more perfect tabernacle. Instead of him offering the blood of, of animals, of lambs, of bullocks, and all of these things, he offered his own blood. He shed his own blood, because there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And so Jesus, when he died on the cross, Shed his blood to cover our sins and take the penalty of what we would have had to go through, which is death. Okay, he took the death penalty because the wages of sin is death. He took it, but he did not. See, he didn't just cleanse us for one year; cleanse us for all, all time. And his sacrifice was. Fulfillment of the entire law, and which is why when he died, the pill of that holiness, the holiness was swimming to symbolize now that all had access coming to God because through the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed and made right before God, able to access God and go boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy symbolic of the mercy seat so this is the new covenant the one covenant engendered to bondage what does that mean bondage you got to do this something every year this ritual every year and it still is not enough to make you feel good you know that's how a lot of belief systems are you know there's a lot of things that are done people do you know, you talk things about African spiritual and all of these people who burn sage and all of this stuff. There's a whole bunch of religious rituals, but it doesn't clear the conscience. It doesn't change the nature. And so there's still something that they have to, to um, deal with the fact that sin remains because the only thing that washes away our sin is the blood of Jesus. We cannot access God without coming through holiness and in and of ourselves we cannot be holy unto God but what we have is a situation that if we <clears throat> if we really, really accept Christ, He covers our sin, He covers our sin in such a way that we are washed clean and we no longer have to worry about sin and no longer desire to serve. So that's the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Now, Ishmael represented the Old Covenant that wasn't able to cleanse the conscious, that was not perfect, that was fleshly in nature. It's man's utilizing man's ability to accomplish something versus... God's ability, Isaac, wherein God wrapped himself in flesh, came in the form of the Son, died on the cross, rose again, and presented the blood so that we can live a life of freedom. The promise that was fulfilled through Christ is the same way in which the promise of Isaac was fulfilled. Why? Because God gave the word. So these two covenants are hidden as an allegory in the story of Ishmael versus Isaac.